There we go. Bam. Good. We're live. Oh, I love it. Shit. It's not only 85 degrees in the house, but I'm sweating because technical issues. Round two with Reggie Northrup. Did I pronounce your name yeah, right? Yep, you pronounced it right. Uh, I Reggie got R- Reggie Reggie TKO'd himself the last the last fight. He punched himself in the face. He had a bad connection. <laughs> hey, um, I uh, I interviewed this doctor. Um, his name is shit. I can't believe I'm for, I'm forgetting his name. But anyway, he's on Instagram. He's called the Carnivore MD. Have you ever heard of him? No, I've never. He's basically, he's huge into just basically all, just eating meat, right? Eat meat, eat meat, mm-hmm. eat meat, eat organ meat. Just a, just all you should be eating is meat. And basically that's it. And um, he talks about how the dangers of eating vegetables and the poisons and the toxins and all of them. And anyway, and he's got a huge following and he's he's awesome. He's, he's a wealth of knowledge about health. And when the, when I had him on the podcast, um, I put on a collar shirt and I never wear a collar shirt. And then when he popped up on my screen, the guy had no shirt on. He was sitting by the pool all buffing shit. <laughs> I'm like, oh, look at me trying to pigeonhole this guy like he's a doctor. So I should put on a collared shirt. And he showed up on the podcast without a shirt on. So I thought I thought that was brilliant. And then he and then he had me on his podcast and he was shirtless. And he, and but I but you know, when you have a body like yours, I expect a little and, and the tattoos like you, I expect I expect a little. I did a uh, m- many years ago I did a uh, I, I was fortunate enough to go out to Miami and do a video with Rick Ross. He was uh, working out and we went over to his house and I got to hang out with him. And it was it was pretty funny, um, and I, I got to it was a pretty intimate conversation I had had with him, and I filmed it and I put it on YouTube. But you know he never wears his shirt, and it's fucking Miami, and the guy's covered with tattoos on his face, his head. It's just like everywhere. <laughs> so I basically had him walk me through the tattoos. It was pretty awesome. But it, but I, when I see you with all your tattoos, I think the same thing. I'm like, oh shit, should this just be a show taking a tour of Reggie's tattoos? Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I like the, I like the ink work, man. My mama tell me so now, but <laughs> like uh, Reggie, do you do you have any kids? No, I don't. No kids and no pets. No, no pets. Yet. No pets. Um, do you have a girlfriend? Yeah. And uh, yes, her name is Kara Brooks. Yeah. Oh Lady wow, baby. that's a, that, that sounds serious. Lady, baby. and um and and, but but you want to be a professional fighter and you've and you're hanging on to the the desire to be an nfl to be in the nfl are you in the nfl like what is going on with the nfl and you man it's like okay i'm a free agent i'm still in the database and stuff you know like hypothetically speaking if it was a rabbit's foot up my ass and the team wanted to, you know, grab me up. I'll get a call tomorrow. Ha, ha, That's a slippery slope, you know, after a certain period of time passes by and, and with that. So uh, I've been taking advantage of these other leagues, you know, the sub leagues that they got. You know, they, 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 they will. You know, better than working nine to five for somebody. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I played no. I just, I just love the game of ball, man. Uh, you know, I, hopefully, 
you know, something like that to happen for me. But, you know, if not, I'm not really tripping, man. I just I just want to be great, man. I just want to be one of the greatest athletes to ever. How is it that some you have? Tell me about your college career. You had a stellar college career, right? You played at Florida State. There's championships. Yeah. There's records with tackles. Can you just tell me a little bit about it? Yeah, 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 yeah man. Um, just brag. I just want to hear. I, I, it makes no sense to me that you're not in the NFL. So, so tell me how great you are, and I, and I want to see just for people to know how hard it is to actually get in. Man. My one one of the, one of the, one, of the, one of the big reasons I'm not in the league right now is 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 messed up and you know a lot of guys you know but uh, you know we get but uh, yeah man I played for the state four years um, freshman year what we won two games won the uh, Orange Bowl won the ACC championship my sophomore year we went undefeated. Um, that year, I was second team. Line, I, was just, I was the backup linebacker. Um, and I rotated a lot with Telvin and, and Christian Jones and Terrence Smith and all those guys. And, um, you know, and I was one of the guys, one of the main guys on the kickoff team and, and the uh, punt, punt, punt team. So, yeah, man, we, we rocked out that year, man. We went undefeated, ran through everybody that basically came in front of us and, Won the championship. It was a magical year, man. And uh, won ACC, won the championship. Came back again junior year. We had a lot of guys leave early too. That year after we won the championship, we could have really went back to back. But and we really could have went back to back with the guys that we still had. But you know, kind of fell apart in the end, man. Guys ready to get to the NFL. They ain't played their hearts. They ain't play hard enough. As a whole, as a whole, we didn't play hard enough against Oregon, and they took advantage of that game. You know, so you take uh, responsibility for that as the team. You guys think you got? You think that if people would have played harder, that you guys could have won that? Man, yes, but you know, I get it too, man. I get it too. It's it's it, man. This game is so tricky. You have to be selfish sometimes. You know, in a way to where not selfish in a negative way for the team, selfish for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Look up. You have to look out for yourself as far as like if you're on that field. Yeah, you can be selfish getting all your stats, counting, keeping track of your stats. Not being selfish, you're a team in the process. That production, you know, this game, it's a lot of code, a lot of it comes from coaches. You know, with the the personal relationships with the coaches, man. People don't understand. They see all the glitz and the glamour of these players, you know, in college football, but they don't understand the the power that these coaches hold over a lot of these guys' destinies. You know, anywhere from. Now, don't get me wrong. You got a lot of you have a lot of situations and and guys that are just boneheads. You know, don't want to do right. You know to follow the program can't buy into the system and then you got guys you know that do it right plan do everything they're supposed to do but they get shitted on in the end what do you mean that there's people who don't follow the system so you're saying that there's guys who are good enough to go to the NFL, Man, but because, because they don't go to go ahead go ahead 
for instance, right? Yeah, you hear about example. like the teams, uh, they get they create stigmas on guys. Oh, he has character issues. He has he's uh he's a problem in the locker room. Woody whoop. The main guys that are getting selected at these high end top rounds are the main problem. The cows that they the virus to the locker rooms. You know, don't get me wrong, they're great players, but like it's like it's tricky. A lot of different organizations, they pick and choose what they want to grade you off of. They some will grade you off of your gameplay. Some want to be petty and grade you off of. Nothing to do with football. Has nothing to do with helping organization win a Super Bowl. There, that's why you get a lot of poor judgment nowadays and these teams picking up these guys who just prima donnas and they don't pan out. They pay them all that money up front. And I was like, boom, okay. You know, and they got the money to give, you know, to give money to these guys. But, like, you know, you just, you wasting. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's hella athletes out there that good enough, more than good enough, just as good as some of the top 10 guys. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a stipulation or the coach just didn't like it. I'm going to keep it real with you. I don't understand why. It's, a, man, it spins my head to this day. But my coaches didn't, they don't, Jimbo and them, they didn't rock. You know, I don't understand why. I produced for these guys. You know, I wasn't no, wasn't the assholes respectful. I wasn't one of them guys where the coaches can't coach hard because, you know, I might explode, you know what I'm saying, with a temper tantrum and shut down mentally, walk off the field, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't want you, you would actually, You would actually see that stuff at that level. You would see coaches push people to the point where they would break them and the guy would throw a temper tantrum? Yeah, like some Man, some of the superstars on some of these top college teams, man, I don't think it, I don't think that shit fly in Alabama, though. That's probably the only school I can say that shit probably won't fly, but man, these dudes be cutting up, man. They be the, they be they want to cut up, man. man. And it'd be like unheard of. Like, oh, my coach you know what I'm saying? No matter how mad I get, like these guys have control over your destiny when it comes to getting to that next level. And I don't give a damn how many, what kind of agents you got. Your agent ain't worth a damn. If you go to one of these top schools and your coach, that's the best, he the best thing, he's agent. I'm telling you right now, he going to get did, you. Did you have an agent when you were in college playing football? I did. I did. I had an agent coming out. But and, man, during. And- do they do they approach you like the agents come to your practice and one day you're walking to your car and your agent walks up to you and says, "Hey Reggie, what's up? I'm so and so. I represent this guy, this guy, and this guy. I think I could help you get to the NFL." Is it that simple? It's like it's tricky. Well, when I was playing, it was tricky. You know, they had all the NCAA rules and stipulations. Where, you know, guys guys couldn't really communicate with you know agents and stuff like that because it was against NCAA rules. But okay, you know now those now those guys have access. So with me, when I was coming out, uh, I get like a DM, you know, on my social media. Um, they'll get my number from somebody, or maybe a runner. You know, they call those guys runners, where they just like you know, you know, another ex player or something for this. You know, he might have used to play football, so he can relate to you, and he come to you, you know, let you know like we can do this and that for you. You know, just to get you interested, it might fly you somewhere, you know, show you good times or you can, you know, let your guard down and be willing to hear your, uh, hear the agent out. 
you know what I'm saying? And, then, it's, it's and so then so then your senior year you play you're a starter your senior year. I was so I started my junior year and my senior year, man. I could tell you that's a, those two years, man, it was crazy. Cause my junior year is my first year starting ever. And man, I killed it. I had 120, I finished that season with 122 tackles. Nobody ever had a over regular season since 2002 with Peter Bowler, which is one of, a, you know, you know, if I'm not mistaken, I've in and also, you know what I'm saying? He was the last person to get over 100. Now, think about that. And then in between that time to the time that I came out, think about all the monster ass linebackers that came out in between that time. And what, and, and so, and how old were you then? Your junior uh, year? I was like 22, 23. And are you like, when that season ends, are you high as a kite? Are you like, holy fuck, I'm going to go to the man. NFL. I just, I'm tearing shit up. I'm not even injured. Man. I'm, I'm the man. Well, where it turns is where it gets tricky so that was that you know my junior year coming back after we won the championship went undefeated again regular season you know made it to the college football playoffs they switched it up from the bcs to the to the playoff game so i go into the college football playoffs with um and uh i had a you know i was balling against oregon man i finished with like nine tackles but man fourth it was fourth quarter and I shouldn't have been in the game, but I'm a warrior at heart, man, and I ain't going to stop. You know what I'm saying? I was already just hot that they was getting up hand on us, man, because it was like a West Coast, East Coast thing, man, for me. You know, new guys was talking trash, you know, leading up to the game. and You know, we'll go back and forth with them, but, you know, it was it was rough, man. Just I know my I know my players and I know their intensity and they all their potentials. That's why I said. That's why I said what I said about like guys worry about getting. And like I said, man, to sometimes to hell with that. <laughs> you know, to hell with that. That's that goes back to where I being being selfish sometimes because, man, you gotta look out for you, man. You get hurt, that can mess up your opportunity. I tore my so ACL against Oregon. Uh... I tore my ACL against Oregon. The end of that season, where I had all those stats, I tore it. With the worst mistake I made was coming back, trying to be that guy. I'm like, I'm thinking like, there's no point in trying to go anyway. I ain't really know, so I just let me go get my recovery. I'm gonna go get my surgery. I got my surgery. I tore it January first. Had surgery January twenty second. Now I did some more freakish stuff. I came back in six months. And played my whole senior season. You know what I'm saying? And uh man, they tried to screw me over again, man. They had me competing. They had me competing with one of my other linebackers. This dude looks up to me. He asks me questions. I give him tips on the game and stuff. Like these guys look up to me. But now they trying to play mind games for whatever reason. And now they have me and him competing for spots, like in the next training camp after I just did that for the team. I just let I just let a star-studded defense and tackle. Like we ain't got nothing but stupid superstars on that on that team. Like half of those guys are first first to third round, no later. You know, across the board. <laughs> what should you have done in hindsight? Should you have 
Should you have taken your senior year off and just tried to go straight to the NFL after your junior year? I should have left. My stock was high at the time. I was number two. I was the number two inside backer in the country in my class at that time coming out. And some of the agents that I did talk to beforehand, they said they had already had me later in the second round. You know what I'm saying? But I tore my ACL. What I should have did was, even though I tore it, I should have signed with one of them and I should have took my ass on. And I should have, you know, went through the whole process and got my recovery and my rehab, got my surgery, you know, and let all those teams grade me off of my gameplay and my film where they would bypass all that, you know, all combined stuff. And I would have, my stock would have went down. I would have got, hey, hell, I would have went probably, what, six, anywhere from fifth to seventh round. But hell, you know, a lot of guys, they think, oh, man, he only went fifth round. Shit. Better be happy because that's an opportunity. You know, I came in on, you know, I I, I did my bid, came back, boom, you know, made a statement again, led the team in tackles with a Don Joy knee brace on <laughs> and, a, and a 80% ACL. They said I wasn't even supposed to come back game eight. I was playing week one. And, and, so, and so at that point, you're 23 or 24. So this is like three years ago, four years ago. Yes, this is back in, this is in 2015. Oh shit. Okay. So it's six years ago. Yeah. And now you're three and oh as an amateur in MMA fighting. Yeah. When did you I mean, is that has it always been okay for you your whole life to get punched in the face and to punch someone in the face? Man, I'm I'm rugged, man. I'm as rugged as they come, man. People don't really it's hard for people to believe because, you know, I be you know I you know, I, I keep myself clean cut, you know, you feel me? And, I, you know, I take my pictures. I like fashion and stuff. I like to keep, I like to look nice. You feel me? I like. Yeah, I see it. You know I see it. <laughs> look, look good, feel good. You got to have that swag about yourself. You know what I'm saying? Even when, like, at the combat events, man, you know, when I pull up, like Dragon come in the building, I'm clean. I'm clean as a whistle. They like, damn, my boy coming for business. You know what I'm saying? I ain't coming up in there. With no damn sweats on and no hoodie looking like I'm about to go roll around at the MMA gym in the middle of the week. You know what I'm saying? It's game time. I use that same mentality on the field when I was playing ball. And I put and I take and I go out there in the fight grounds. You feel me? I'm rough. Them punches don't hurt me. And you know, if it do hurt me, ain't gonna do nothing but not more and I'm you know what I'm saying, I'm up my game. You know T- what tell I'm me about your tell me about your first fight. How long ago was that? Your first time. December 19th last year. So December 19th, 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, I was oh, playing. Shit. So you're, so you've been busy. Man, I was playing out last year. I was playing for Tampa Bay. Before Say the, that again. Before the, so last year I was in the XFL playing for Tampa Bay before the pandemic kicked off. And training to and training for your first fight. No, I wasn't training. So okay, so boom, I'll tell you about twenty twenty twenty. Yeah, I was playing me. ball. I was playing ball with uh, the XFL ten Vipers. We had like four games. COVID, the pandemic kicked off. They laid everybody off for the season, and then we all went home. People came in. I started my personal training, uh, my mobile personal training service around the city and training young athletes 
you know what I'm saying, just to keep keep some bread going. And um and then I would do my own training also. Uh, leading up to that, when it got closer to the fall, I realized they wasn't going to do any more football for the year with all the corona stuff going on. So I just started training. And then all of a sudden I was like, man, I wanted to get into MMA. I had a friend. I had a friend out in Orlando. He was my trainer also. His name, Nate Keller. And, um, you know, he was my strength coach when I was when I was living down there. And uh, he had he has a lot of friends out in Orlando that's in the MMA community. So he, th- he always told me whenever I was ready, man, to hit him up. So I hit him up. I let him know, like, hey, man, I'm trying to get connected. He connected me with this guy named, um, this guy named uh, Julian. He's, uh, he owns Fusion XL MMA down in uh, Ocoee, Florida, down in Orlando. Ocoee, uh, Florida's called Fusion XL. Uh, they got a few UFC guys that train out of there. Um, Philip Rowe, uh, Jacare Souza, um, Mike Perry, a few of those guys. So, wow, um, wow. He put me he put me in touch with him. I texted the dude. He was like, "All right, pull up to the uh pull up to our open mat on Saturday." And what month is this of 2020? This uh November. So this is like the end of September, I mean, the end of like October, like the end of October. Okay. So a few months like before your first fight. Yes. In October. And what kind of shape are you as you pull up? Like how like like how much do you weigh? How's your cardio? Like are are you football? So I was at two twenty around like you know when okay. I'm like my regular football walk around lifestyle, I'm like two twenty. But six six one back in six one and a half, six two with the shoes on. You okay, know, six two. Like, we'll say it. We'll say <laughs> six two. Let's say for the record, six two. Yeah. But the NFL, yeah, six one. The NFL got me at six one and a half, and they they ain't. And they'll smash your head down. <laughs> they'll smash your head down, man. Yeah, so I get there, I go to open mat. They say, "Come to our amateur, come to our amateur class at ten a.m., and then we got the pro class at 12. So I go to the amateur class. He wanted to see how it goes. So it was like twenty guys in there. We sparring. It's open mat is sparring day, so I got my shin guards on, my gloves. It's about twenty guys. We rotate in three minute rounds each. And what are you guy. doing? And what do you know? Like, how do you know what you're doing? Like, have you have you been practicing striking? Have you been taking jujitsu? Like, how the fuck do you know what you're doing? Man, were you I like, came where, off were the you like, where's the football? <laughs> man, man, look, man, I came off the street, man. I came off the street. I, I've been doing football training. I know I have muscle memory because I, you know, I, I've dabbled in the, in the combat sports before. When I was living in LA, I was doing Muay Thai for like two, three years straight. You know, just really getting, okay. getting familiar with that and my stance. My dad, he's, you know, he has an extensive history of karate and martial arts. So, you know, I had a little stuff from there. I wrestled in high school, went to state twice. Okay, you know, so I already, I already had a good foundation. And when you said you did Muay Thai for two or three years, like legit, like three to five days a week, like you were doing it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm in there. It All was right. like, because I would do it during my off season for the Rams. Okay. And when, they, when it was off season, I'd go there and that was my cardio. It would be one of my cardio methods. Okay. You know, and it'd be great for me because, you know, that's when I realized, man, that combat shit is straight quick, man. But uh, yeah, man, so I did that. 
that day I went with amateur guys at Fusion XL, I ran through all of them. All of them. Like, boop, 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 boop. Like, man, you got the jiu-jitsu guys trying to do stuff. Boop, boop, boop. I mean, we were standing up for the most. My strike. They had this one dude had some Taekwondo kicks. But, uh, he tried to hit me. He hit me with a roundhouse. He didn't hit me. He just, like, it was close, and it looked good. So I kicked. And they was like, oh, shit, how the fuck you know how to do that? <laughs> <laughs> I hit him with a question mark kick, landed that bitch. You know, I had, then I hit him with a, uh, I hit him with the tornado. I hit him with a tornado kick. I What's the tornado kick? What's the, I know the question mark kick. That's the fucking Luke Rockhold special, right? Yeah. That's the, the tornado kick is the one where you, you, you faint, you faint. Like it's a spinning, it's a spinning attack, but you faint that knee up and then you plan on it and bring the other leg, torque it around, you know? Yeah. So, yep. Oh, yeah, I hit that. I do those pretty nice too, man. I gotta get, man. I gotta get, I gotta get this shit on. I gotta get this shit on tape, man. And must. So I did that. He was impressed. The coach was impressed. Right. Stay for the pros. Stay for the pros. I'm getting in there. All of them. I get to fill the road. You know, he in the UFC. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting with his ass, standing up, boom, boom, boom. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's when I was like, okay. And we got to the ground, you know what I'm saying? On break and you try to roll around, you know, your jujitsu is a little rusty. You get caught. And he caught me, you know what I'm saying? He took my bag, threw the hooks in, got my hips elevated, and he got me, you know. So, and then we broke up. But, you know, we was going. Like, you know, I got my respect that day. And uh, in the process of doing all of that, the, the, the guy who owns the whole promotion, the combat night, he trains there from time to time. And he was in there, and that's when he put me in connection with him. And they was trying to get me to train with them and stuff. But I'm like, man, I live in Jacksonville. I'm not finna be commuting down here two and a half hours, two twice a week, two three times a week to come train. Charlie, y'all got some, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's too much. So they put me in contact with uh, Matt Vonna here in Jacksonville at Bulldog Boxing. And ever since there, the rest was history, man. I got with Matt, and he really clean and my technique and my reflexes and everything, you know, and my, my fight IQ, just, you know, because already, I'm already sharp mentally, man. And I got fast eyes, my hand-eye coordination, and I got a lot, like a lot of those athletic, those freakish elite athletic abilities from football. I'm, I'm able to into this MMA game, and it's giving me an upper hand on these guys. You know, um, yes, I do need to keep my hands up more, but – Outside, from the outside looking in, I mean, from the inside looking out, from my mind, a lot of the stuff is like slow motion for me. A lot of stuff is slow motion for me, and I'm quick and athletic enough to get back in enough time before he can even reach my face. Even though I got my hands down, I'm very cognizant that the fact that this guy is going to try to get, I know that. As soon as he make a frantic movement, I'm going to already be in the, on my defense and get back. You know what I'm saying? He can't move faster than me. And all, like I said, we train our eyes a lot. I slow shit down with my eyes, you know? So 
What's the, advantage of, what's the advantage of keeping your hands down low? I mean, obviously the commentators were saying that about you nonstop. Hey, he's got to keep his hands up. Obviously you won mm-hmm. all your fights. And, but there are guys in the UFC who are really good who keep their hands low. And is that yeah. because is the advantage that people can't see where you're punching from that just makes it like also difficult for the, other, the opponent? Yeah, man. It's like an element of surprise, man. Keep them guessing, especially if you're if rounds off, you know, punch kick combos. You know, keep in mind, like these. You know, you fight a guy; he don't really know you. He don't know what you got. Yeah, he can see a few videos, but he don't really know. You really know after those first few exchanges, and as if exchange, you know, ain't hurt him to finish your fight off. My mindset, man, I be trying to get it done, man. I'm not trying to be in there, no blood. Were, were you? Were you? Get to, get to, get to, huh? Were you scared at that when you went to that? Um, scared might not be the right word, but how nervous were you when you went to to that ori- that original like training camp? Where where did you say it was at? It was in October. Oh, at Fusion XL. How nervous were you? Not at all. <laughs> Shit, but really? I'd be nervous before. I'd be nervous. Nervous. That's a good man. It's rough out here. I'm gonna keep it real with you. Okay. That's a really rough city, man. You know, I'm from here. It mold me and raised me, man. I'm tough as nails, dog. You know, hell. And I know I ain't unbeatable. Don't get me wrong. I ain't walking around here like my shit don't stink or I'm in- invincible. Like, I know that I have to put in the work or somebody going to get my number. And like, and if I can help that, I'm going to help that at a, at a high level. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm aware, man. Like, trust me. <laughs> My nervousness makes me. Then my nervousness as it bring it gives me a it gives me an extra little edge too, man. As an edge to my skills and just my everything, man. Cause I'm I don't I don't want to get knocked out in front of my folks. I don't want to get busted in the face. You know what I'm saying? This my money maker, man. I ain't trying to you know. But don't get it don't get it fucked up. Now I can take a I can take a blow. Now I don't get it fucked up now. But just know if he catch me. He better make it count because I'm a re- I recover fast and I'm gonna get I don't know man. Ramps up, man. If I like if I'm in a dangerous situation, it's like this next win the energy just kick in. Like, all right, you you bullshitting. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Let's change the game. Can't, we ain't going out with the L. I talk to myself in my head in the middle of these fights. You, you want you're saying. You said somewhere I can't remember where, but basically that once you get your fourth fight, that you'll be eligible to go pro. Can you explain that to me? How does that work? Why oh, after four it's fights? Fifth, it's fifth. So you got to do at least five to be eligible to go pro. Okay. In Florida, and, that's what I was told. And then, so once you get those five, is that what you want to do? Yeah. This money, what? man. I ain't doing shit for. I okay. So like, I ain't gonna say I ain't doing it for a hobby. Just hopped in it on some hobby type shit. But I love martial arts. I really do have a love and a respect for martial arts and, and what it brings to his mind and, and and you know, discipline and body control and all of that. I'm all for it. Self-control, like, you know, shit brings me peace, man. Like, I'm in the streets. I'm not confrontational. I don't have beefs with people. I see people getting heated and about to go crazy on each other. I'm the motherfucker that's calming everybody down with a smile on my face. Hey, brother, we ain't got to fight. If motherfuckers want to come at me crazy, I'm going to de-escalate it. 
I'm shit. Hey man, you got it, bro. What I got to prove, you know. If I ever had to get physical with somebody, he gonna go to sleep and I'm gonna walk away. He gonna wake up and feel stupid, you know. <laughs> he, gonna, he, gonna be all, he gonna be all busted up, you know, looking all messed up, and I, you know, saying, "Oh yeah, you maimed this guy." No, that's foolish, you know. Man, they gotta use their brain and relax, you know. Control your emotions. When you learn to control your emotions, that's when you become a dangerous person. You know, you see these fighters like I don't know. Do you follow the UFC pretty closely? You see these guys like like Sugar Shane, right? O'Malley, and people are giving him shit, him. saying, "Yeah, I love him too. He's awesome." People are saying giving him shit because he's not taking the big fights and that he's just fighting people that he has to fight based on his contract. And fuck, I, I ain't, I'm not hating on that at all. I'm, I'm not, I give him love for that. Take as many easy fights as you can. Build that pro card up. Build that record up. And and if anyone knows that better than than anyone, it's you, right? Because you already made that mistake yeah. once in your career with the football. You should have just like you when you were on top, you kept pushing, and because that's all you knew how to do. But now you know better. Now you know. So so like I ask you this: part of you is like super excited to go pro. I get that. But then there's after that, there has to be like a pacing, right? There has to be. It's about building Reggie Northrup. Definitely. Yeah. Man, it, it, man I just I'm excited about the I'm the, I'm excited about the future, man. Especially with the MMA thing, bro. Like, I know I got what it takes, man. Like, just just from a on the business side of, of the fight world too, man. Like the marketing side, you feel me? Like. You know, like I you said, you think your face, you think your face sells tickets? Fuck yeah, man. My face gonna, my moves gonna sell tickets on top of that, you know. And that's not only I'm, I, I'm a very humble person, and I'm full of humility. But goddamn, I'm, I'm confident about, I'm confident in myself and what I'm selling. You know, what I'm saying I put in the work, you know, and I know me. Can you go I'm below two hundred five? Can doing you make one eighty five? No. Hell no. Uh, that's it. I mean, I ain't been 205 since high school, man. <laughs> so okay, so but but you would fight 205 when when you, if you fight pro. When you fight pro, you'll fight 205. Man, but, 205. I'm a, I'm gonna try to be the greatest I could be at 205. I can if I can if I can get me a John Jones run at 205 and be in the next one of them. Then yeah. Let's do it. Uh, you know what one I'm saying? Of, <laughs> one of the guys in the comments said, Reggie, thank you for saying that. As a former MMA fighter, I agree with you 100%. Once you learn the discipline of MMA, you know you can beat anyone's ass. So you need to. You don't need to prove anything to anyone. One of the guys in the comments said that. You live and you walk a life of peace, man. I'm telling you. It's, it's, uh, all that aggression and, and all that aggression, man, you get it out of China. You know, you go in there, you on your good days and your bad days, man. In there with your teammates, your teammate kick your ass that day. It's all good. You feel me? But you got some kind of release, some kind of satisfaction, whatever. You know, tension or feelings, emotions you're battling within yourself. Especially when it's a lot of family environment amongst your brothers. You know what I'm saying? Because at the same time, at the end of the day, y'all all got this understanding that iron sharp and iron. So it ain't nothing personal. Everybody ego is checked at the door. You feel me? 
Do you, how's your how's your discipline your structure do you have any weaknesses there do, are, are, do you do you train seven days a week do you train smart is there anything that you're doing that you're like holding yourself back or are you like fuck that i don't care rain snow sun sickness i'm i'm training like i'm singularly oh, focused i mean i can't go longer than i can't i can't take like if i take like a three-day break of not working out and I'm talking about like three days. I ain't including the weekend because sometimes I'd be busy on the weekend. But if you not including those, like, feel like a bomb. I feel like I'm throwing my life away. <laughs> so I got to do something, man. You know, and it's you know, it's helped me, man. I, I train. I just get after it four to five times a week. Got to get your recovery days, man. That's foolish to be trying to pull seven days a week, man. You got to get that recovery. Or you and and what? And what's your non MMA training look like? Like, do you do you run sprints? Do you back squat? Do you do pull ups? Like, what's that look like? Calisthenics. So yeah, yeah. So I do. I still, I still incorporate my whole. I still do the cross training. I do all my football stuff. You know, we uh, speed work on the drill on the on the um, you know speed work with the cones and stuff. Ten yard bursts. You know, hundred ten yard sprints. Um, Sundays, I park out here. It's a turf field. And there's a whole bunch of guys, probably about 30, 40 guys come out there Sunday morning. We'd be out there from like 10 to 10 to 12 playing flag football, seven on seven. You know what I'm saying? And it's structure, it's organized, you know, but it's real. It's football. We're just pulling flags. But it's hella competition out there. You got you got college athletes pop up, some pro guys, some ex-players, regular everyday guys, and they be good, you know. But is it safe? Is it safe? Yeah, safe. safe. I mean, no one does anything stupid like cause you to blow a knee out, push you in the back. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I that can happen to anybody in any given situation. I play it safe. I'm safe. <laughs> if you want to just put it like that, I'm safe. Like you're there to get a workout, not win the Super Bowl. Flag the flag football, <laughs> the flag football Super Bowl. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah, but man, I'm, I'm, yeah, but yeah, man, high high speed sprints, man. You know, me and my guys will go train over at uh, this other facility in Jacks called B three. They got the indoor turf field. You know, we doing sprints and stuff. We might they might have a GPS on you. You know, tracking how fast you're going. You know, we try to hit the, the machines and try eighteen, nineteen, twenty mile per hour sprint. Sometimes you know, just that high intensity. And. and um, yeah. What do you do for what do you do for longer time domain? So you're playing football. So I knew that th- there was this lady named Katie Motter. She won the CrossFit Games in two thousand eight or two thousand nine. I can't remember. And that year at the CrossFit Games, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but every workout was in the four minute time domain. And she was a a, a Buckeye superstar on their college basketball team. And she, I think, she ended up going to the WNBA. But basically, all the workouts were in her time domain. The second the workouts left that time domain, she was toast. I mean, she would be the first to tell you that. And so you played this sport where the time domain is really short. And mm-hmm. now you're going to this other time domain where, I mean, shit, five minutes with a one-minute break, five rounds. I mean, that is nuts. I mean, it's really the the fitness is. I mean, people don't talk about it, and probably enough. The fitness requirements for MMA are nuts. So, what are you doing to transition? Like, what do you do that's five minutes or six minutes long? 
You know, of course, we got the cardio. Well, I get my cardio through high speed. So I, I do mine a little different from uh, the, yeah, the typical MMA guy. Oh, sorry. I'm all in my nose. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. It's free, free, free. It's, it's man shit. It's man shit. Yeah, yeah, Reggie's yeah, got man. so much testosterone, he plucks hairs on the uh, live on the podcast. Get it. Get it. <laughs> hey, but yeah, man. Um, you know, I get my I get my sprints, man. You know, we'll do like I do like twenty one tens. You know, I had to do that in like eighteen eighteen seconds. You know, seventeen seconds just to push myself, get my heart rate up. Other than that, at the gym, we doing. Drills, isometric squeezes on the bag for like one minute at a time. Uh, suplexes with the hundred body dummies. Um, what else? Well, I'll go from doing that, then they'll have me down. I'll be like in bad position. We'll do, I do like, I'll be in a bad position, like on my stomach or something with a guy on top of me, and I got to try to get up as many times, you know what I'm saying, within that minute or, those, or that two minutes. Then I might have to go after that, get up, go spar with freaking heavyweights. Austin, he a heavyweight champion for combat night. Austin, he been on Dana White Contender Series a couple of times. He's supposed to be getting one coming up, another opportunity. And um, what so happened when he was? What happened when he was on the Contender Series? Did he get knocked out? Yeah, yeah, he got he got caught he got caught by uh, the, the Greg Hardy guy. Oh shit! He fought Greg Hardy on the Contender Series. Yeah. Holy shit! What's the guy's name? Austin Lane. Austin. He was doing good, man. Just man, you know, with the heavyweights, man. You know, they big, man. You know, they any point the next, you know. Greg Hardy's no joke. Greg Hardy could. Greg Hardy is no joke. You don't you don't respect him? <laughs> I, I respect nah. the shit out of him from my living room. <laughs> nah, I'm gonna say I ain't gonna say I don't respect him, but you know. Just knowing just on, on from a fighter standpoint, like, you know, just looking at some of the things that he got going on. You know, he's definitely like a beautiful fighter, you know, and you know, I feel like it was fluke. That that win was fluke, man. I'd like him to run that shit again. I bet. Oh, so, good. Say, okay. Oh, oh, oh. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he the dogs that come. And I, he's six foot seven, two hundred and forty five pounds. He used to play for the Jaguars also. So he's an athlete. So and I'm I'm throwing down with him on the regular. I also got we got another light heavyweight, his name Kanan. He wanna know. He gotta fight tomorrow. You know, so we got you know, I'm they're getting that cardio, man. We had each other next. Sometimes we roll jujitsu days. We'll roll around, man. You look up, been around, roll with one person for 30 minutes straight. Does your girlfriend come to your fights? Well, see, I just got in the game. She in the military, so she's been working and stuff. But uh, this next fight should be at it. How, is she, how do you think she's going to handle that? Watching all my fights, she 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 watched all the fights on pay per view though. She didn't buy all of them because she hasn't been able to. The last fight she had to work. She was supposed to come. All her family came, like her mom, her dad, her grandparents, little brother. Oh and wow, this is serious. They was they they loved it. They came to they came to it. They loved it, man. It was they first time coming to May event, man. But I tell people, man, everybody out there, oh, if this is like if it's a popping. You know, uh, fight promotion in your area, man. Go check it out. That should be a vibe. Like, you know, I got to parlay around after my fight. You know, 
I've been to some where I didn't have to fight, and it was just it was cool, man. You know, it's different. What's your, what's your girlfriend doing in the military? What branch is she in? She's um, in the Air Force. She's a respiratory therapist. Oh, shit. What a time to be a respiratory therapist. Yeah, shit crazy, man. Oh, my God. It's so crazy. And is she stationed near you? Yeah, she's in Destin. Like, Fort Wall B, Eglin. Does she live on the base? No, no, not on the base, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that, that's... I'll be, be out there in Fort Wall a lot. And, and how long have you guys been together? So, man... We got we actually got back rocking. Was it April this year? April earlier this year, but we got history, man. I, I was rocking with her back in college, my senior year, for a little bit, and then we kind of part ways, whatever. I went training football. She went off, you know, with her life. Didn't join the military, and we just, you know, kind of came. Now, you know, it's still the same vibe, man. That's my girl, man. I come home. You know what I'm saying? So that's exactly how that's how I did it. I had a girl in college. We basically parted ways, but we stayed in touch, but lived our, you know, lived our late twenties and then rolled back around and now we're married and have three kids. And it's the best thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. Is is are the people at your gym honest with you? Like it's not just like a um Yeah. It's not just people. Su- it's not just people just sucking you off. Oh my God, Reggie, yeah. you're so fucking good. You're so fucking good. Like yeah. you even said, hey, I need to. I know I need to keep my hands up. Like, are there people like just riding you? Like, yo, motherfucker, this is life or death. You're getting in there. People are gonna try to kill you. Like, you better fucking fix this. Is it? Does it get that real in there with your trainers and my teammates? They put their foot up my ass, just like I put my foot up their ass on a regular basis. So. Yeah, ain't no ass kissing in there. You come back, yeah, you get your congrats, you know what I'm saying? We might chief one out back, you feel me? We'll, you know, a nice little nice little medication session, you know. But uh, other than that, man, yeah, everybody's honest with each other. My coach, he, coolest dude in the world, man. That should he'd be a road dog, but, man, fight camp, man, he a motherfucker. Whew. Lord. He's like a serial killer. I'll be like, he'll have us doing these circuits and drills and shit. And I'll be like, damn, bro, why you hate me like that? Why you hate me so much? <laughs> when's your when's your next fight, Reggie? And, and, and do you have an agent and he's hooking it up? Uh, no, nah, man, my shit. My agent is my coach. He's the one set up all my fights. Yeah, oh, he been, shit. He, yeah, he's been, he been the one setting up my fights. I mean, I got... Other um, management agencies and companies hit me up and stuff, but I just, you know, I'm just trying to stay focused right now on getting my last two fights first and then, you know, the plan had- on that moving forward from that. But we ultimately trying to get to the UFC, me and, me and my coach Matt. So three fights in eight, to- three fights in eight months. That's what you did. Yeah. Yeah. And, and do you think you have another I would one? Man. I would have had about five. I would have already had five fights though, right now, bro. Like, I two cancellations. And because why? Someone got COVID, or they were scared of you, or injury, all Probably. the above. Yeah, because you know, you know, I, the, the guys in the UFC, you know, you know, they pick and choose their fights to build their resume and stuff. I ain't mad at them. It sucks because I trained and I did my camp and stuff. But, you know, it, it wasn't in their best interest, man. It really wasn't. 
Are there people, is it getting more difficult to find a fight for you now that you're 3-0 and and people are starting to see your name? Mm, uh, not really, man. My, my coach is like, we, I was supposed to be fighting this one dude. He's like ranked number four in the, st- in the state. They got me ranked what, five or six. But he ranked number four. And he had just fought with the dude that was ranked number one in Florida. So uh, he was trying to set that up coming up next month for for another title fight. But, bro, he like nine and four. So, you know, he's been in game for a little minute. But that shit don't mean nothing to me. <laughs> so so you're, you're basically, you're ready to go. The next fight he sets up, you're ready to go. Yeah. So I'm supposed and, to be and- fighting in September, so. After these fights, we're gonna be in the we're gonna be in the game room trying to we're gonna be in the game room game planning on uh, what's next for this month. So, do you think you'll get all five fights this year in two thousand twenty one? I can, yeah, I think I will. Wow! And then, honestly, that's what I plan on doing. I'd rather do that before I go back to doing the football thing. And that's if you know, man. Honestly, man, whatever big opportunity really. Flashes in my fingers that I'm gonna capitalize that I can capitalize on the soonest is what I'm gonna hop on. So basically, you stay you stay fit, you stay strong, and you're ready to go either way. You'll do football, you'll do MMA, but you're ready. There's no way the football would what if you signed with a football team. There's no way they'd let you do MMA though, right? Oh no, (laughs) definitely not. And that's fine, but I'm getting I'm getting paid I'm getting paid the right. <laughs> you feel me? But that would be like you, maybe that would be like NFL or something. It's a pretty it's a pretty um, complimentary thing that they invited you to train at a you know with Jacques Array and Perry and at that gym. Did you did you consider moving down there? I mean, that's some crazy talent. I didn't go. That's where they train at. But I didn't. Uh-huh. I didn't meet. I ain't trained with them though. I ain't meet them. Okay. Oh, see that uh, he had just fought too. He like a world. He like a class jujitsu guy. He swore. Yeah. Dale something. Rashi. Rashi. Something. I don't know. Not Dos Anjos, but um, one of them. But he well known too. But yeah, um, it was cool, man. You know. I used to live in Orlando, actually, because I played in that AAF league that had folded back in 2019. What was that 19? Yeah, it was 2019. It was a league that folded, and um, I was living down there at the time. I just didn't. I just wasn't connected with those guys. And that jungle MMA. Could could you get a call at any moment to go to the contender series, or do you have to be pro first? Or could that be your pro fight? I think you gotta be pro first, but honestly, man, I've seen some guys be they, that was their pro debut. So you don't need, so you couldn't necessarily. I should look that up. So you couldn't necessarily be called like in five minutes to come to the contender series. You do have to. Be, it could be your pro debut, but you have to be pro first. I don't know, man. That's that's a good question because that five fights pro thing is is a Florida rule, but. You, the UFC and those guys ain't operating in Florida. They in Nevada. They got right. their own little room. I don't know. But hell, me tomorrow. Period. This um, do, oh, one, one of one of the first. 
I need a fight camp. <laughs> Man, look. What if you had to run into that same motherfucking street? And you with your lady and he slapped your girl on the ass. You gonna go to work, man. You gonna go to work. Ain't no fight camp. I don't give a fuck what shape I'm in. Bitch, we gonna see who the best man. Oh, I like it. Are you watching this um, Thor fight that they're gonna do in Dubai? This Thor-Devin Lorette fight? It was supposed to be Thor and Eddie Hall. Are you familiar with that fight at all? Thor. It's the strongest man in the world. It's the it's the, the oh, guy. Oh, oh, you talking to the dude from the uh, Game of Thrones? Yeah, yeah. So, be fighting. Yeah. So he was supposed to fight a guy named Eddie Hall. Eddie Hall deadlifted a thousand pounds, and then I think this guy Thor deadlifted like a thousand and two pounds. And they've they're both strong men, and they basically have a beef with each other. And so about a year ago, they signed up to fight each other, right? <laughs> That shit and gonna so, be funny. I'm listening. <laughs> and uh, and so Thor's had a couple amateur fights, and now and, and but Eddie Hall pulled out of the fight, and this friend of mine named Devin Lorette, who's a special forces guy out of Canada, professional arm wrestler, he's now accepted the fight on five weeks' notice, and he's gonna he's flying to Dubai to fight this fucking giant man. Anyway, I was just he wondering. Might, he must know something we don't know. <laughs> like how much money he's getting paid. I think this guy Thor's dropped from like 450 pounds to 330 pounds. And my and my friend Devin Lorette's about 245 pounds. Thor's also like 6'7", I think. And my, my boy Devin Lorette's like 6'5". Devin needs. All Devin need to do. Oh, yeah, tell me, tell me. Keep motherfucking moving. Hit his <laughs> ass. Keep moving. Hit his ass. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now. He can't move. I love, I love when I see these big old ghost gym warrior built motherfuckers rock around like they finna beat somebody ass. Cause you gonna burn out in the first thirty seconds, <laughs> and then you can't move, man. It's too slow. You know, you have no range of motion. So, yeah, man, your your, your man's just need to, <laughs> just, and once he take his and take his back, man, you take his back, he over with. Oh, oh, but it, but it's it's stand up. It's just boxing. But that's a good point. Oh, just boxing. Oh, yeah, just stick just and move boxing. all night. Just stick and move all night. Don't get too close to it. Don't play that little wrap up game. Stick and move. Bow bow, bow bow. He should be right. good. Honestly, I'm gonna cut this clip and send it to him. Reggie, I I appreciate your time. I would love to um, prior to your next fight talk to you again. Um, Definitely you're doing, me, you're doing you're doing me a huge favor. The same way you want to break into the MMA scene, um, I'm I'm going to break into the MMA scene and interview every fucking MMA fighter that there is. There's some really nice, generous guys who've given me their time, like yourself, and I really, really appreciate it. And I'm just stoked because my podcast has taken off, and cool dudes like you are like supporting me, and it's just cool. I appreciate it. Hey, baby, we both going to the top, man. We got to we we're gonna carry ourselves up to the top. <laughs> and pretty soon, you gonna have your little Joe Rogan show. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So hey, will yeah. you stay in? Will you stay in touch and let me know when your next fight is? We'll get on here. We'll promote it. We'll we'll get some people on. Uh, some other people on too. Well, definitely, I got my number, man. Hit me anytime. Okay, cool, man. Yeah, hit me anytime. I, I got y'all. I got my number. We good.